Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly Research Roundup, or research published between the 7th and the 13th of March 2023. I'm Katrina Pez, the Research Correspondent for the Emmy Association. It's been another busy week for research with eight new ME-CFS studies, but 18 new studies on non-COVID. We have highlighted one of the ME-CFS studies in more detail below. Paper 3 looks at post-exertional malaise, PEM, in non-COVID compared to ME-CFS. Post-exertional malaise occurs after activity and results in the worsening of symptoms. It's often delayed in onset by hours or days, typically 24 to 48 hours, and has prolonged recovery time that may last hours, days, weeks or longer. PEM is a hallmark symptom of ME-CFS. This study used online questionnaires which asked about the triggers, experience, recovery and prevention of PEM in 80 patients with long COVID and 151 patients with ME-CFS. The results were staggering with all but one patient with long COVID reporting experiencing PEM, providing further evidence of the similarities between the two conditions. There were differences in PEM experience, especially for the triggers of PEM, experience in the symptoms during PEM, methods of recovery and how PEM is prevented. However, there were no significant differences between ME-CFS and long COVID found between the time to onset to PEM and the time it takes to recover from PEM. A few things to note about this study. All answers to the questionnaires were self-reported and no biological specimens were taken to verify the results, therefore it's personal interpretation of symptoms. Unfortunately, the outsets from patients with long COVID and ME-CFS were collected in different studies and the questions were asked in slightly different ways, making the comparison between the two cohorts not ideal. Long COVID patients were selected from one clinic only, so not representative as long COVID as a whole, with not all patients having had a positive COVID test. ME-CFS patients were recruited as part of an ongoing NIH-funded study. The questionnaire used in this research has previously been used in a 2021 research study by Hartle et al., which was found to be problematic and criticised by the ME-CFS community, such as PEM being poorly defined, only single options being allowed to be selected for questions on what causes PEM and recovery time. You can see the discussion on the Science for ME forum. Luckily, some of the problems that were highlighted previously have been addressed in this updated questionnaire in the study, allowing multiple selection of answers. Although problems do still exist, where results suggest that PEM is more likely after medium exertion than high exertion, implying that participants selected the lowest activity which triggers PEM. The authors themselves say that results could be down to the newness of long COVID and patients not knowing what PEM is and how to manage it as it takes time to determine your limits and to effectively pace. I personally think this is the reason for any difference in PEM experienced in the two cohorts. In conclusion, results from this study are not surprising. There are quite a few flaws in the study design and results are probably due to the duration of illness. The use of some biological measures would have probably made the results more interesting. Following from this study this week, you may also be interested in reading paper six which is on the recovery from cardiopulmonary exercise testing, CPET, in ME-CFS, which was used to assess the severity of post-exertional malaise. 
The results show that on average people with ME-CFS take about two weeks to recover from a CPET test. Dr. Charles Chep has also provided a comment on this study. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I'll be back next week with the next instalment.